This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Paul with John Crane. We're here to cover everything Angels in our Sunday night show. John, what's up, buddy? Oh, tough one today. Uh, I'm going to be using only my uh, right hand the rest of the night because the left hand doesn't seem to be working very well for Angel fans these days. Oh, well, yeah, it was pretty ugly. Was that really Conveniently, I am right Conveniently, I'm right-handed, so that should actually come in pretty handy. Well, but you know what? Some people, like me, are left-handed. Makes me sad. Ah. Okay. So you are the. You could be the problem. You're the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Left-handed hitting is a problem. So here we go. The the Angels take Game One of the series five-two on Friday. Real quick here, we're just going to kind of highlight this whole thing out for you guys, and. They they played fine. Pitching was really well. It went well. The big concern coming in that game was how well Mark uh, Matt Harvey do. Why, why do I always have a problem with the, with the Dark Knight's name? Ever, it yes. never fails. I've called him Harper. I called him yeah. Mark. Just now. You, like, you like to call him Harper. You called him Harper the other day on I the know, podcast. Right? There. <laughs> like, what is wrong with me? I... I I've been podcasting for a long time. I don't understand what's going on here. All right. Matt Harvey goes five innings, strikes out six, walks four. He struggled through it, but he persevered enough to get a win out of it. You know, five innings is much better than what he's been able to do of late. The um, the hitting, ten hits, five runs. It was a it was a solid night for Mike Trout, who's kind of busting out of his his slump night went two for three, got stolen base. Joey Otani got a hit as well, did strike out twice. He's, he's, he, you could tell now, just judging from the last couple of games, his swing isn't quite back yet. Albert Pujols at night, two for three with an RBI. Um, nice night for him. I believe that RBI was uh, no, just a single. Okay, so 
solid game all around. Game two yesterday was a little bit of a different story. That game went 6-3, but the star of the game, Griffin Canning. Your boy, Griffin Canning. You're a huge Griffin Canning guy. Do you want to go ahead and give the uh, the kudos there for Mr. Canning? Yeah, and I, I, I don't know if you, you saw my tweet. My, I, my dog's name is Griffin. Uh, originally after uh, Blake Griffin, uh, Clipper, former Clipper, now Detroit Piston. And uh, I have officially um, shared naming rights with Griffin Canning, conveniently. So uh, he is now uh, named after Griffin Canning as well. Um, and yes, my boy is, he's Orange County boy. He's from here. He's down from uh, Southern California. And I mean, you saw me rooting for him on the, I was rooting for him to make it past five. And he ended up going seven. And anytime an angel starter goes seven, kudos, kudos, kudos. Kudos, you say? Yes. Thank you. Kudos. All right. Just to real quick okay. to run through the, the numbers here on the game for, uh, for Canning and the Angels. First, holy crap. Mike Trout, 473 feet to deep left center. That was his home run. Shoya Tony had a nice one, too. Deep right, 393 feet. Uh, that put the Angels at 4 nothing in the bottom of the sixth. 5 nothing there a little bit later with Cole Calhoun, the sacrifice fly. And then the Royals had a little bit of a rally in the eighth inning before the Angels got an extra run in the bottom of the eighth. By the way, pitching-wise, I'm going to come back to Kenny, but Taylor Cole, in his one-third of an inning of work, four hits, three earned runs, a strikeout. His, man, his stuff was off yesterday. Hardcore. And it nearly spoiled Griffin Canning's outstanding pitching day. Canning was 17th with three hits allowed, just three. He had a no-hitter through, was it four? Was it five? Yeah, first four. Hitters. Was four. So, uh-huh. First 12 hitters, that's going to be four innings. No one said a word. I didn't say anything on Twitter about it or anything. Walks one, gets five strikeouts. ERA is now down 3.80 with a whip of 1.08. He's starting to figure it out, and that's a solid thing to have happen for the Angels right now. They leave this game two, well, 22 and 23, one game away from 500. And we've heard this story before because every time it seems the Angels get a, have a shot to get to 500, Man, something happens, and that was today. Today's game, I'd like to forget it. I know you would as well. Angels lose today 5-1. to one. They, uh, let's, be, let's go ahead and, and hammer Skaggs for a second. He struggled, especially in the third inning. He didn't really have a, a great day locating his stuff. I will tell you flat out the ump missed a couple of calls there in the zone where it really could have helped Skaggs a little bit. But, you know, you, everybody has those days in terms of being the, um, of the umpiring. But Skaggs, five and two-thirds innings, six hits, four runs, three earned, seven strikeouts, two walks. Uh, you, you missed the game, right? Yeah. How dare you miss this game? But but a but a solid out, but it's but a fairly solid outing. That's a, I'll take an outing like that from a, a, a angel starter at this point. Well, what uh, I'll what I'll go with with him is that he fought. He 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 gritted all these these innings out, and there was a scene on uh, there was a scene in the game where Pujols was actually talking with Skaggs, saying you know you could see him. He's telling him 
listen, we got this. We'll, we'll score some runs. And unfortunately, it didn't. Just just put some zeros on the board. And he had a couple really nice innings in the the fourth and fifth to keep the Angels in the game. And mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the bats, man. I don't even know. The, I don't even know what to say. Hey, it's, it's it's maybe a little refreshing to complain about one side as opposed to the other because the pitching has been a, has been pretty uh, over the, for the series hasn't been that bad. A um, couple things. Um, I mean, I, I I mean we did win two or three, so there is something to celebrate out of this. There's also uh, you know Trouted his 250th home run. Mm-hmm. Um, Otani hit a home run. Um, so I, I mean, I'm going back to the to the Saturday's game where, uh, like I said, Trout and he, I guess he's in. He's one of the what is six only the sixth player bef- to turn uh, to hit 250 home runs before turning eight ter- turning 28. So uh, um, we got th- we got things. I mean, the offense. I I, I don't want to come down on too much. Uh, I mean, uh, they have a bad night, a bad day today, and the left hander thing. It's been all season, um, but. Um, but I, I'm I'm real. I'm just I'm happy with the pitching. Even even today's loss is is the pitching was good. This whole this whole uh, was solid this weekend. Well, it was solid. I th- and folks need to understand the Royals' offense is really isn't that bad at all. They're not. It's really their pitching and their fielding that's been a problem this year. I but I look at this Angels team and got into a massive Twitter debate earlier today with. Um, the guy who wrote that previous article, Trash and the Angels, from the LA Sports Hub, and we're going to talk about that on tomorrow night's show. But the, I can't he, wait. He's making well. He he's making the case that hey, go go sign Cutchell. Uh, even if it's a one year deal, go sign him. And I would be okay with it if the Angels were basically one or two players away. But. Results like today are a good reminder that the Angels have several problems. They have several issues they need to address. The bullpen has weaknesses. The starting pitching's a mess. Even though we saw a couple good performances this weekend, the hitting, while good, is also streaky. They don't strike out a lot. And they have one major weakness. They're kryptonite, and that is they can't hit left-handed hit with them pitching. pitching, yeah. And so I... I really struggled to advocate for going out there and making that kind of deal for a player to do what? He it's he's one guy. And, and again, we'll get into this tomorrow. We're going to really we're going to really I'm going to rant probably and John's going to tolerate yeah. me. But I'm holding my tongue because I know we are going to be talking about it tomorrow. So I don't want to, you know, give my whole uh uh, show my whole my whole I, hand. I'm, I'm wondering which side you're going to take in all this. Actually, <laughs> but I've I've given hints in the past to to a what side I would you know. I, I actually I think I'm going to come uh, probably more lean to your side, but I do think there are some valid points to be made. Um, and again, we'll get into that tomorrow. Uh, keep, keep in mind, I, I'm 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 the I'm the fan guy. I'm the guy who who likes to see. Uh, instant gratification, you know, uh, uh, things to scream about, things to yell about, like again, like Trout's home run, Otani's home run, even um, uh, um, Cole Calhoun has been well, uh, been hitting per- very well, which is a great sign for the Angels. Okay, well, okay, so let's do this. So when we, when the, since the 
the person who I invited on the show to come and debate me chose not to. And I don't really believe he, he argued today in good faith. Why don't you just go ahead and take up that cause in the discussion? We'll see how this, the discussion pans out. Okay. You mean right now or on tomorrow's show? Well, on tomorrow's show. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Because I, I, I honestly believe he did not – he didn't argue in good faith. He made several assumptions about what I was saying that weren't true. He really kind of mistook some of the way – some of the things I was trying to explain. He did, he accused me of being very broad in my argument. What I thought my argument was actually much more um, detailed than anything he presented in his work. So – I would like to have that debate, but I don't think it would be a good a good faith discussion. And could have had a good faith discussion on this show right here, right now, and didn't do it. So you know what? Let's if you're willing to go ahead and step in and and take that side and play the devil's advocate, let's do it. But that'll be for tomorrow's show. Yeah, yeah, I, I would be more than willing to do that. I don't know that I can stand up next to you. We did have a uh, you know uh, the Maria Torres did chime in in there. Uh, and and throw her a uh, few cents into the conversation, which I which I think tended to decide more with your with your side and my side. Again, I, I'm not saying I'm not I am not all on the other side. I just I do see I saw some points that I kind of tended to agree. I just went down and you know liked this and liked that and liked his and liked yours and <laughs> but we'll talk about it tomorrow. Well, I mean I don't expect blind loyalty here either. I really don't, <laughs> but I do. Well, expect- I, I don't think we. I don't think you're going to get that. I think it makes it a more interesting when we, for as long as we don't always agree on things, and and we do know that I tend to be more. Like I said, I am more. I'm more raw, raw, raw. Let me let let me see what's. Let's make ourselves. You know, if we can if we can go. Um, sign uh you know a, a big uh big name for you well see, i was on board for you know hamilton i i still kind of you know i mean i understand where you and me go back and forth with pull holes and i understand and yes if we could do something and shorten his contract it'd be great but you know he's having a dc he's having a serviceable year for albert pull holes well, well we'll see i'm just yeah uh, I understand. I understand. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm getting fired up already. Oh, boy. All right. So overall, takeaways from this series, I'm going to say this flat out, and I mentioned it when we talked to Brandon Warren here a little bit later. I'm concerned. I, so it was something off about the Angels in the series. The pitching was better. There was Even though the Angels scored five and six runs on Friday and Saturday, something about the way they, they swung the bat didn't sit right with me, and it, it kind of came out today. It, they... They just weren't making full, strong contact throughout the day, and that, and really throughout even those games. They, they, if a week ago, they're hammering the Royals for nine, ten runs. So it's something I'm complaining. They only got five and six, but it's just how they swing the bat that really concerned me. And I'm I'm really concerned about this series coming in. The pitching matchups don't favor the Angels. Um, they're actually the matchups right now as they stand. Jacob Rizzi versus Pena. That's going to be tomorrow. I'm not sure if they're going to use a, an opener or not. Pineda versus Cahill. That's Tuesday. And Cahill has been a mess. Uh, Perez versus Harvey. Perez has been great for the Twins this year. Harvey, not so much. Uh, so, although he did, he did battle it out on Friday night. So, I'm not a fan of how this is going. So, before we even move on and get to Brandon and you know talk with him. Let's go ahead and just, since I skipped it earlier, want to ask you folks, hey, this is our 11th episode. I think we're doing well. Our listenership's going up. Listen, if you like what we're doing, 
hey, head over to iTunes and subscribe. And, and every time one of our podcasts shows up, you'll know it's there. Or subscribe in Stitcher, wherever you listen to a podcast, go in there and hit that favorites list or whatever it is. And also, if you are on iTunes, we would enjoy a five-star review. Help us with the charts. If you want us to earn it, great. Email us at talkinghandles.gmail.com. Give us your feedback. We really appreciate it. And one big call out to you is if you are a new listener and you are enjoying our show, please do us a favor. Please text a fellow Angels fan and let them know about our podcast because I believe we're doing good stuff here. If I'm wrong, hey, email me and tell me. But I think we're doing some good stuff here to help cover this team. All right. So without further ado, without further ado, this is the Midwest Swings, Brandon Warren, to talk about the Twins Angels series beginning. That's right. Tomorrow. All right, folks, I'm here with Brandon Worm from the Midwest Swing Podcast, and we're here to take a, just make a brief preview of the Angels Twins Series. The two teams just met a couple days ago. I wanted to get them back on the show just because we just saw these two teams go at it. In Minnesota, it was a fun series, and now they're back again. Uh, first things first, right away, pitching matchups. Brandon Odorizzi versus Pena, Pineda versus Cahill, Perez versus Harvey. How's that look for you? I mean, it's not entirely different than what we saw last time out. I just think I think they favor the Twins, but that might just be because I haven't been that impressed by Matt Harvey and you know Trevor Cahill's been you know spotty. But at the same time, anything can happen when you're on the road, and West Coast trips can be a little bit difficult for the Twins, being two time zones later into the night when they're playing, and that makes these games end up getting done pretty late for what these guys are used to now. I can relate to that, too. I've had trouble staying up for the last few against Seattle, but I don't know. I think it's going to be a fun series. It's going to be a good series, and the Twins, you know, coming off a loss on Sunday can certainly hope to play better than they did Sunday as opposed to the first three days of the series where they were hitting the ball all out of, I almost want to call it Safeco, but uh, T-Mobile Park in Seattle. So we'll see if they can regain their form from the earlier part of the series because Sunday's game was kind of a clunker. Oh, man, I forgot. They changed their name, didn't they, up there? So long for Safeco. Yeah, I, I am so bad at that, though. I mean, teams change park names all the time. And I so, I mean, I still call Progressive Field the Jake in so Cleveland. I. So, I'm, so do I. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. I mean, there's some teams that they can change their name over and over again at the stadium, and I'll just, I'm just going to see it as the same. Like, for example, the soccer team in California down there, the Galaxy's Park, it's, it's digital health. Sports Park or some weird name like that now. Oh, wow. It was a step-up yeah. center before that, but I know it was a Home Depot center. Are you, Crazy. Some names, just they just stick with you. I, I don't know. I them. But you, you said something about Cahill there, too. You called it spotty. Is that is that code for horrible? Well, I mean, I have to be careful because I wanted the Twins to take a look at Trevor Cahill this offseason. He had some pretty good numbers the last few years. And, uh, you know, he struggled a bit when he moved. I think it was from... San Diego to KC, if I'm remembering correctly. But, you know, he had some decent numbers last year, and, you know, I I thought that was a fairly good signing between him and Matt Harvey as opposed to going big for someone like Dallas Keuchel. And, boy, I think I've been proven pretty wrong there. Well, I actually got into a huge, massive debate on Twitter today about Keuchel. Uh Oh, oh my gosh, because I'm I'm dead set against it. 100%. At least right now I am. Um, 
But I got into a mass debate. The argument was, well, it's only going to be for one year, which we don't really know if that would yeah. be the, the final agreement. But so why would you spend the, the you know, why wouldn't you spend the 15 million plus to get the guy that could help you get over the hump? And I, I you know, if it were the twins, I might think differently because the twins, I think, are, I mean, I got to watch them play, you know, and the Angels gave them all kinds of problems, but the twins were pretty freaking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he might be the kind of guy to help him get over the hump if need be. But for the Angels, what can he really do with that pitching staff? Yeah, it's it's not Baltimore Orioles bad, but it's oof, it's not good. It's pretty bad. And why would you go out there and spend all kinds of money for one guy? But I'm going to get in that for tomorrow night's thing. Getting back to our our matchup here, you got to watch the Angels look close now for three games against Minnesota. What did you make of that series? Well, I thought that the scouting reports and stuff that you hear about it being Mike Trout and a lot of guys trying to find their own way are fairly accurate, but also, too, that they don't strike out means that they're going to be pesky at the plate, and it can lead to innings that just kind of snowball on you if you don't execute your pitches. And, you know, we saw that a couple times in the series, and, and frankly, that those are the kind of teams you can't sleep on. I mean, they might be at or just, you know, a game or two above or below 500 at any given time that you play them. But you can't take those games lightly. And, and, you know, with Seattle, it was bad defense, and their pitching staff just wasn't very good. But with the Angels, it's it's a team that's got ample talent. It's just sometimes it, it doesn't always come out every single night. But I definitely think that they're a better team than the Mariners, which maybe isn't that big of a, a hurdle to leap. But if you look at their records, you wouldn't know necessarily without, uh, you know, digging in a little bit deeper as to which team is probably better position to succeed in the medium term to, you know, long-term future. But I don't know. I mean, again, too, anytime you got Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on the same team, you can't really sleep on it. And, you know, incredible defense up the middle with Andrelton Simmons. And if Zach Cozart's playing, you know, wherever he's at is good defense too. And again, too, just really good completed bats. They'll grind opposing pitchers into a pulp if you let them. And that's, that's something that maybe in this era of home runs we kind of lose sight of, that working pitch counts and, and that sort of thing has got some value too. So you just saw the Mariners, and you know the, the Mariners dominated the Angels early when they were super hot. Now they've come back to the flock mm-hmm. and come back to it. And just out of curiosity, if we get back to the Twins-Angels series, how well do you think these Angels stack up against the Mariners considering what you just saw? Yeah, I think it's Angels are a much better team. I mean – they catch the baseball and they take better plate appearances. And the Mariners, I think, is I hate to say a team could ever be too reliant on homers, but they just don't have guys who take those kind of at bats where you can make a team, you can punish a team if you're not hitting the ball out of the park. And some people have thought that about the Twins too, but uh, you know the Twins still hit their shared doubles and and even a few triples here or there. Whereas I just don't see the Mariners having that kind of team athleticism or speed outside of. Malik Smith and D Gordon. So, um, <clears throat> you know, they've got some guys who can really play, but they seem to be, you know, trying to, to get a lot of production out of guys that just don't have that much left, whether it's Jay Bruce coming up on the end of his career or Domingo Santana, who's just such a poor defender. And, you know, he'll hit some homers, but it's unclear what else he brings to the table. Um, you know, Dan Vogelbach's a lot of fun. He looks like if I was a big league player, which I think is probably not as much of a, <laughs> um, you know, a, a compliment as he might like. But, uh, yeah, I think the Angels are better. And I think, you know, the, the Angels, I think, have a, a, a just a better rounded team 
but both teams definitely have their flaws. There's no question about that. Back to our matchup here. <laughs> oh my gosh. The Twins scored 40 runs in four games out there in Seattle. That's not a hitter's ballpark. It's just not. No, it's not. Um, yeah. How confident are you they'll shell the Angels the same way they shelled the Mariners this weekend? Um, I'm not super confident, but I mean, the matchups do kind of favor the Twins offensively, and <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think it's a it's a good chance for the Twins to keep rolling coming back home. But even if they take two out of three, that's, what is that, uh, five of seven on a road swing out west mm-hmm. where they have trouble? I mean, that's huge. You know, you to, to come home with twice as many wins as losses on the season, this deep into the season, and granted, I know we're not even two months in, but, <clears throat> you know, winning two of every three games, even if it's 20 games in, is a huge feat, let alone 40, 50, whatever it is. And so, um, yeah, I, I think there's a, a good chance the Twins can take two of three, but baseball's weird, you know? It's it's hard, and, and sometimes things just don't go your way, or a pitcher struggles, gives up a few extra earned runs, like we saw with Jose Barrios against the Angels last time out, and that can turn a series completely on its head. So I want to say I think the Twins are the better team, and they're going to have a better chance of winning the ball games. but baseball sometimes has a weird way of rewriting the script on us, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Now, the, ba- the pitching staff did struggle a couple times during this Mariner yeah. series. I mean, and uh, the Angels did give them some fits here and there. I mean, I was I was actually personally, I, th- I thought that the Angels were going to get shelled a couple times against the Twins. I did not like the pitching matchups at all. I don't like the pitching matchups this week, too. But the Angels fought them pretty well. The Mariners mm-hmm. hit them a couple times. Do you have any concerns right now about the pitching staff? Do you feel like there might be a need later on to go get a guy like a Kutcher or get someone through trade, or are you confident in what you have? I think it's more likely they trade for a bullpen guy. Um, they've got a few guys in the minors they want to get a look at starting-wise. Steven Gonsalves, once he gets healthy. Cole Stewart, Bruce Dark Gratterall could get a chance. He's probably their best pitching prospect, and he's just carving up double-A. But uh, I just think bullpen is where it's at now. They've got Mike Morin, who you're obviously familiar with from his days with the Angels. And then Austin Adams kind of at the front of their bullpen right now. And then they got Matt McGill, who's who's pretty good, but is not a mainstay, I don't think, at this point. So they've got room to make a move, whether it's a trade or, of course, to sign Craig Kimbrell. But I think that's where it's at. You know, they could also, though, go trade for a starter and put Michael Pineda in the bullpen. I mean... That's certainly a potential thing as well. But um, I'm not super concerned right now because they've been able to kind of massage what they have. Martin Perez looks absolutely terrific, which is a, you know, a big feather in the cap of Wes Johnson. They took his slider and shortened it up, gave it a little extra velocity. They're calling it a cutter now, and it's pretty nasty. And between that and the fact that Michael Pineda is coming back from Tommy John surgery, meaning he gets a little more leeway, tells me that you know this isn't the worst pitching staff in the league. And, you know what, they're still going to beat up on a lot of bad teams. So I, I'm not too worried about them kind of working through some things right now when they're playing Kansas City and Detroit and Chicago so often, let alone Baltimore and, and Texas and whoever else they get along the way. All right, so all that in mind, make the call. What is your actual prediction here for how this series rolls out? I'm going to take Twins 2 or 3. I don't think they sweep, but... I think it's possible they sweep just if they keep swinging like they did in Seattle. But the road is so weird. It's it's so hard to gauge what's going to happen. But I think the Twins are the better team. I don't even think anybody 
who's an Angels fan could really dispute that too too hard. But um, yeah, I think I'll take the Twins two or three. See, and I'm actually concerned this could be a sweep. I yeah. didn't. The, the Angels took two out of three from the Royals, but watching all three games, there was something missing about about that team in those games. I mean, this is the Royals. The Royals are, are they're, they're yeah, they're bad. really bad. They're horrible. Yeah. But watching that series, watching how they hit, um, they weren't making good contact. Especially today, they made horrible contact. They, you know, like they're sticking to who they are. They don't strike out a lot. They, they, they have good at bats. They left a bunch of men on base today, and mm-hmm. even though the pitching was improved this during this series, those guys aren't going to face most. of Those guys aren't going to two out of three guys aren't going to face the Twins. So, I'm concerned about this series. That it could be a sweep. I they, they just didn't look great at home this weekend, despite the fact yeah. they took two out of three. There's, there's just, I mean, you've seen it numerous times. You've seen your team go out there and win, but you felt something was off about them. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt this series, and that's usually well, and, telling you, hey, something bad, something bad's coming. Well, and and not striking out in and of itself isn't a carrying tool for an offense because you can make bad contact and. You're not striking out. We've seen that with Williams Estadio lately. His OPS has dropped like 100 points in the last week. And a big thing is, yeah, he's making contact, but big deal if you're making lazy flyouts to right field just because you're fighting off a pitch that's a foot off the plate. If you swing at everything, that can be bad too. So, not, I mean, not striking out is it's a feather in their cap, but it's not a carrying tool. And I think that that can swing both ways when you look at how an offense can ebb and flow, which, I mean, happens to great offenses, let alone average or even bad ones. Well, the bottom line, too, is they struggle to hit lefties, and mm-hmm. they are streaky, and they can go one way or the other real quick, so you just never know what this team is going to do hitting-wise, and pitching is all over the board. Although bullpen's right. gotten better. I think bullpen's gotten a lot better. So, yeah, it has. All right, well, can you let folks, again, know where they can find you? On Twitter, at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E, zonecoverage.com for all your twins coverage and columns and that sort of thing and then the midwest swing podcast which is also on zonecoverage.com or you can find us on stitcher google play libsyn or of course apple podcasts where all the good podcasts are found oh i just forgot one thing i wanted to mention i just want to make this comment you know how last time you were on you you had noted that some people have been kind of calling up the twins saying who they played who they played mm-hmm. i saw a little bit of that this weekend on Twitter, and I gotta tell you, why having watched the Twins now in our series and seeing what they do and, and how composed they are, those people are full of bleed, man. Yeah, they're legit. They're, they're legit. They're a good. They're a good. They might not take it all the way to the World Series this year. They may have some holes to fill, but that's a good baseball team. I mean, Houston is kind of the class of the AL right now, and if you compare anybody to them, they're going to come up short. I mean, New York hasn't been clicking. Boston started off slow, and and Cleveland is. Oof, they're in trouble. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Houston and everybody else, but I think the Twins are firmly in that second group and probably towards the front of the class. Yeah, I agree. All right, Brandon, thanks again for taking the time. I hope by some miracle we see each other again later in the year. Have a great you one. You got it. You too. We'll talk to you. All right, John, let's go with it. Make the call. What's the series going? <laughs> The Twins, we're at home now. I think we'll switch it around. We, we went we went one of three, I think, in Minnesota. I think we can switch it around and at least go two of three. Um, Cahill, Harvey. Pena. Uh, 
Pena. Yeah. Pena. Pena. Okay. Yeah, then yeah, I'll go I'll go two or three for sure. All right. So I'm gonna go. Oh geez. I am going two of three for the twins. I just did not I didn't have a good feeling coming out of this game. So there you go. This this Kansas City game? Uh, yeah, it just didn't feel right. This didn't feel right. So there you go. That's my call. Two out of three. I hope I'm wrong, by the way. I hope I'm wrong. So, folks, it is time for us to jet. And and I don't mean that on a F-15. That would be really cool, but not happening. Don't follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos. Or if you are on Facebook, check us out. Search for us under, again, Talking Halos. You can find me, Derek C. Paula, at DC Paula on Twitter. You changed your Twitter handle, didn't you? No, I did not. I actually, remember, I have two, but the one, the one that I use is no. I didn't change my. Um, no, I'm I'm DB Halo fan at Jeg Scrange Jeg Scrange on. You confused and me for a second. See, it's Jegs J E G S C R A I N E with the I N E John, and uh, so it's DB Halo fan at Jeg Scrange John. And no, it's my, that's my Twitter handle. Yeah. Pardon. You confused. I saw DB Clipper fan later. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's such a Clippers <laughs> fan. Oh my gosh. No, that's it. That, you know, that's why I switched because because I am I'm, I'm boycotting the Clippers, uh, uh, and of course now they're they're improving because of my boycott. But ever <laughs> since they traded my dog, you know, they traded my dog. That's but now my dog's named after Griffin Canning, so all is well. Oh lordy. Okay, don't forget on Spreaker and all these other podcast outlets we're at. For John, this is Derek C. Apollo. Tune in for tomorrow night's show. Have a great one, and we're out. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.